This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody, for this Wednesday morning. It is September 16th, also known as DSS de Setembre. And uh, we got a lot coming up on the show today. Johanna's back from a couple of days off, so, you know, we can take phone calls now. Uh, we managed to take a few phone calls. Uh, anyway, later this morning, we're going to talk to a guy, like I was talking to this guy in uh, on social media, and people were talking about things that their dogs have swallowed, like, you know, weird things that dro- dogs have swallowed. I got a guy that is going to tell us, he agreed to come on the air, he's going to tell us about the time his dog swallowed an entire baseball. And I, I want to make sure that he tells it not, see here's the thing, the dog didn't chew up the baseball, the dog swallowed the baseball it, whole. It, it pelicaned it. Oh, oh Yeah, God. he swallowed a, uh, a baseball whole. You know what would have been more fascinating is if the dog had chewed it up, but it came out Not whole. Yeah. No, that's not what happened. That's though, David but. Blaine type stuff right there, buddy. We're, we're going to have this guy, uh, Sam. His name is Sam. He's going to talk about his dog that swallowed a baseball. Not only swallowed it, but days later, it came out, and it was still whole. Oh, my God. Uh, so that <laughs> that's coming up later. That's impressive. What kind of dog was it? Right, we'll ask him. That's a good question. What, Chihuahua. I, I think. All right. <laughs> right. I think it was a pretty big dog. Oh, it was a, uh, it was a pit bull mix. Hmm. All right. Good morning, everybody. Why don't we uh, go ahead, work our way around the room? Everybody, tell me what you're working on today. But before we do that, happy guacamole day. Holy guacamole! Happy guacamole day. It is National Guacamole Day. And uh, we'll have a little bit more about that coming up later today. Let's start with Joanna, since she's been gone the past uh, couple of days. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Did you did you do anything other than rest up and relax? <laughs> no. That was it? Yeah, let's say that was it, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, let's say that's it? I didn't really get a chance to rest. Really? Tell, well, tell us. My grandpa's in the hospital. Oh no! I'm sorry. Nice. Grandpa, okay. Nice. He's doing better. Thank I thought you, you were you were <laughs> uh, implying that you went out and hit some of the clubs, but I guess the clubs are closed, right? I guess on a Monday. Do you think they were open? I, I don't know. I think they were definitely open last night. I'm sorry. Night well, I'm to sorry celebrate. to hear about your grandpa. I didn't know. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Why don't you preview entertainment news for us? Well, Kristen Bell is explaining why she allows her daughters to drink non-alcoholic beer after finding out that her daughters were drinking them during school on their Zoom meetings for snack time. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How old are her daughters? Her daughters are five and seven. And you're telling me they like the taste of, of flipping old They must. She says that because her husband, Dax Shepard, is sober, he pops open some every now and then. And so do their kids. Okay. So they, they must like the taste of Is it. Is there no alcohol in, in O'Doul's? I know I that that's some. alcohol-free. I always thought that there but was. There's like, like a, a small, small amount. Minimal. 
So she knew that her daughters were drinking O'Doul's every now and then, but it only yes. became an issue when they when they when saw they it. When they were on at school during snack time, popping open a cold one <laughs> at nine thirty in the morning. See, this sounds like Kristen Bell's character on uh, the one where they want to go to heaven, the good place. The good place. Yeah. Did you ever see that show? I did not. That's great. <laughs> it sounds like something her character uh, from that show would do. Well, she's saying that. Yeah, they let them do that. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, sports headlines. We'll have sports in about an hour, but what do you have cooking for us today? Well, I got to tell you, I'm not going to play the audio now. I'm really tempted to. But we got Ed Orgeron talking about oh. the coronavirus and LSU. And apparently, he says almost all their players have had it or let, tested positive for it. Let me guess what it sounds like. I got a situation going on down here, and it looked like about a ninety-nine percent old player coming back. Yes, and you live to fight another day. Yes, we but. live to fight another day. Yes, but you do have to tone it down a little bit because this was just a, an interview. Oh, so he that was. wasn't at halftime. It wasn't after a game, so he's not quite as ramped up as he normally is. Oh, I thought that was the way he talked all the time. No, you can tell when it's an interview. It's either game time or. A little more downtime, I think, would is what we can call it, and that and that's what this one is. But it's, I mean, it's still, it's still peak at Orgeron, man. <laughs> Here, I, this this was him doing a P, this. I can play this because this was months ago, back when uh, quarantine started, and Ed or- Orgeron had just won the national championship with uh, Joe Burrows. <laughs> but this is Ed Orgeron doing a PSA. So this isn't over the sound of a stadium crowd or anything, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. All right. Maybe it's because of that that I think Ed Orgeron always talks like that. But you say he can oh, tone no, it down. Said, he, well, I mean, it's it's still definitely Ed Orgeron. It's just uh, not as intense as you normally get. It's closer to that. Uh, Lisa, news headlines. What's uh, leading off or what's the most interesting part of our news today? Kind of breaking yesterday, right before we uh, signed off the air. Uh, looks like Louisville, Kentucky has reached a $12 million settlement for the family of Breonna Taylor and this is for its wrongful death lawsuit. In case you're wondering, no, no one's been charged yet. Uh, but it looks like the city is willing to pay out $12 million to her family. Uh, the family, though, they're saying they still want to see people charged with her uh, with her death. Well, I agree. I don't think this buys any, anybody's way out of if they're, you know, uh, like on the hook for, for doing anything criminal. I don't think the $12 million uh, goes toward buying anybody's freedom if they need to... Uh, be charged in this but and it was shocking too just to hear the family uh when they were discussing uh the settlement uh one of the reporters said like do you want to still see those three officers charged and she's like it's four and she's like see she's like they don't even people don't even know like how many people were involved involved." and she's like there's four officers that need to be charged this as i was listening to the family and the lawyers talk yesterday about this 12 million dollar settlement it occurred to me well you know, people who say there's no such thing as institutional racism or uh, systematic racism, 
This this is a good example because uh, the police sometimes do these things called no knock warrants. They get a warrant and then they they just bust down the door. That you know it says no knock, and sure, I mean some of those have been done in wealthier neighborhoods, but much more rarely. What you're going to see is in those being served in uh, a couple of things: minority neighborhoods, low income neighborhoods, or multifamily dwellings like an apartment, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, something like that, those places are more likely uh, to have a higher number of minorities in them. So that's an example of if somebody screws up, it's more likely to happen in a lower-income neighborhood. That is institutional racism, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll have that coming up in news a little bit later mm-hmm. this morning. Then don't forget, we also have the wildfires, and then you have the hurricane that's now making landfall a lot slower than expected uh so they're saying uh there's gonna be a lot more uh flooding in those areas because it's just gonna be sitting there kind of dumping water yep we got the uh trailer for season two of mandalorian yesterday so the way that we do uh buzz breakdowns is oh did i miss it yeah you missed the buzz breakdown of the mandalorian trailer if it's something that i i feel like i might might be able to add something to i'll watch the trailer but i won't watch it ahead of time i'll just break it down yeah seeing it the first time and people seem to really enjoy that right yeah because i'd have no idea what's going on so well you watch the first season of mandalorian right oh but you don't know all the back yeah i don't know the difference of who's what because at this point i'm like so is the mandalorian good guy mandalorian we believe is a good guy Mm -hmm. is he a good guy throughout the whole like world like universe well, no, we never I met the Mandalorian before this. He's not a Bo- Boba Fett, not man- Mandalorian. He is a Mandalorian. He's a bad guy, though, isn't uh, he? Well, it's they're bounty hunters, and and ultimately, I mean, if you want to look at it as a bounty hunter being a bad guy, just because I mean, they're in the, it for the money to the person being hunted, they're the bad guy, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, see, but what's this making, is why you got to break it down for me. But what's making um, this Mandalorian? It's uh, Din Djarin, I think is his name is making him more of a good guy is that he's going against the code to save the child. Right. Ah, so protect baby at all costs. So, exactly. So a couple of things that I bring up, and you could you could watch the uh, trailer and read my complete breakdown at buzzadamshow.com. It's, at the, it's right at the top of the uh, page. But here's a quick rundown without playing the whole thing through. We hear narration over the beginning, and it's it's basically the conversation that the Mandalorian had at the end of season one where he said, yeah, I got this child and I'm going to take care of him and get him back to his people. And whether he means other Yodas or whether he means other Jedi or mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Then uh, there's a shot of the Mandalorian on a planet that, honest to God, looks just like the view of El Paso, like from the from Saul Kleinfeld, <laughs> like the far east side. It's, <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like to me. Uh, Mandalorian's walking through a town. Uh, shot of a Tusken Raider, which is also known as a sand person on a, uh, a Bantha, which is that weird elephant-looking thing that they ride on, Joanna. Oh, okay. So is this Tatooine again? Why does so much happen on Tatooine? That's a planet that those, every character goes out of their way to say, nothing ever happens on this planet. It's like a lot of stuff happens on this planet, apparently. Tatooine also looks like it could be El Paso. <laughs> oh. Then we see the Mandalorian and the child on a frozen icy planet. Mm-hmm. Is this Hoth? How many planets are in the Star Wars universe? Like six? 
<laughs> well, that's you're assuming that those are the planets. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming those are the planets, yeah. We see who looks like a Jedi. It could be a Jedi. could be a Sith, though, because they're wearing a black cloak instead of, like, a brown cloak. Could be a WWE wrestler named Sasha Banks. Yeah. Uh, or it could be Sasha Baron Cohen in a disguise. No, there you go. It could be Sasha Fierce. It could be Beyonce making a cameo. We don't know which Sasha. I think it's going with Sasha Baron Cohen because right as the scene cuts away, you don't hear it, but he goes, very nice. My wife. <laughs> we see two old school X-Wings, like the ones from the, the very first Star Wars movie, and they're escorting the Mandalorian's uh, ship. And then we see mm-hmm. what looks like an Imperial cruiser full of Stormtroopers, and not the janky, beat-up stormtroopers like we saw in season one of The Mandalorian, like the cleaned-up, uh, ship-shaped uh, stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, then we see some kind of underground fight club and a cyclops. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the breakdown. But as I was writing this, a big question occurred to me, and that is, uh, so as near as we could figure, this has taken place like sometime after... Return of the Jedi. So after they destroy the second Death Star and the Empire falls apart, but it's sometime before the First Empire, uh, the First uh, Order, which Kylo Ren was part of. So it's in between that era. We don't see the Yoda baby. We don't see the child in any of the movies like The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. uh, The Last Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I always forget the name of the middle one. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. The Rise the of Skywalker. I, I, I got the two mixed up. Uh, the the baby Yoda would at this point be teenage Yoda, young adult Yoda, whatever it is. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like, is he going through puberty? Well, yeah, well, like he's groups. a baby. Watch, he's like, I don't want to save the world. Where's I just the eat my chicken nuggies. Where's yeah. the baby Yoda? His you would think that if he... starts cracking. If, they, if the Mandalorian saves him and gets him to... You know, the, uh, any remaining Jedi or the Rebels, you think he would have taken part in those movies that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the baby Yoda doesn't make it because he doesn't show up in any of those movies. So, wouldn't be Damn, the wouldn't be the first time that dark. Disney killed off a kid character in a movie. Just ask all of uh, Nemo's siblings that didn't make it out of the first scene. So, uh, let's go Damn. ahead. What and, about the younglings in uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, they weren't owned by Disney at that point, but yeah, the the Star Wars universe has definitely killed off a lot of kids, too. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's talk about uh, podcasts first of all. you got the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast, which is available uh, every day within a a couple hours of the morning show wrapping up. We'll have that podcast available. If you go wherever it is you get your podcast, if you go and subscribe... It'll show show up automatically. So if you haven't yet, subscribe to that. You get the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast five times a week, every uh, weekday, Monday through Friday. Also, Rockstar 101 is another podcast you should subscribe to. It's with Brandon and a bona fide rock star, Shim Moore, of Sick Pu- formerly of Sick Puppies. Brandon, what's this week's podcast uh, focusing on? The episode dropped on Monday. We're talking about which song has the better intro guitar riff it was wonderwall back in black enter sandman and sweet child of mine all right so listen to that podcast and subscribe you can listen to it uh, every week it's the buzz adams morning show podcast i've got a an uh, am i the a-hole scenario for you all right uh so this uh 
listener has asked me not to use their name, but okay. let me just say it's a it's a guy, and that'll become pretty evident here. Okay. He All says right. about two years ago, my wife started taking pole dancing classes. I don't know if you know this, but pole dancing is something that you could do even if you're not a uh, stripper. Yeah, you can they, do it for have, exercise. they offer it at my gym. Yeah. All right, she loves it and has gotten amazingly good at it. Last Christmas, I got her a pole for a room in our basement so she could do it down there as well. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Since COVID hit, she has been going down there three to t- four times a week and working out. And our, f- uh, this is, I think this is where the problem starts, all right? All right. Our 15-year-old daughter has actually become intrigued by it. Last night, they decided she's going to teach our daughter how to do it. I inherently have a problem with this. I don't want to see my 15-year-old daughter on a pole. My wife thinks I'm being sexist. Am I the a-hole? Mm-hmm. I, I think I know where Lisa's going to be on this. Yeah. I don't know where, you know, Brandon could be anywhere on this. I have no idea where Brandon's going to be. So he, he just doesn't want his 15-year-old daughter doing polar size or whatever, you know, pole dancing. Polar size. Brandon, I'm asking you what you think. Well, I'm trying to think of what I think. Because I even brought this up to my wife yesterday. and Because I told you about the scenario? Yeah, because you'd brought it up. And I kind of wanted to get her thoughts on it. And at like 15 seems young, but my wife did bring an interesting point up where she said, well, what kind of music or what are you, are you dancing to? And I was like, oh, like I could see that. Like, if oh, wait, 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 wait. If Is you're there... dancing to WAP, that's a massive problem. <laughs> do you do it to music? I thought it was just an exercise. I didn't know you did it like to, to a I mean, song. I'm assuming you're doing it. Lisa. Would you guys like to ask someone who actually yeah. takes pole dancing classes? Is that you? Yeah. Do you, do you like do it to a song like you're a stripper? Or? Look, I almost bought a pole, but they were real expensive during quarantine. <laughs> they ran out and their back order was like four months. Um, it depends. So they do have pole classes that kids can take. Uh, but this is the difference. So when you're thinking of pole dancing and here's where you are, I I guess you you don't understand. So when you're thinking of pole dancing, you're thinking of pole dancing. You're thinking of heels and swaying and glitter. Yeah. Glitter and the hip movement. Not only am I thinking of that, I've seen some online where it's like, Hey, look, this is a, and they are wearing heels. The smell of bad choices. Yeah, the, but the difference is that's an adult pole class. You're she's not She's telling you there's a difference between the two. Yeah, so a kid So what are, what do they wear like flats or just 3-inch heels or what? Uh what? they're barefoot. Uh kids are barefoot and it's they're instead of doing the sliding or seductive moves that you're thinking, it's actually um acrobatic. So think actually more of like a gymnast. Or there are some strippers that look. There are some that don't don't do what the gymnastic part of it, but there are some of it. Honest to God, in this town, there are some strippers that could be in Cirque du Soleil because yeah. they're that good on this pole. And then, they- and that's probably why the daughter was intrigued because she's saying, "Wow, that's so cool that my mom is able to do that. I want to learn how to do that too." So, as long as 
this is where I would be interested to know what the mom was showing the daughter. Because if you have a kid's pole class, it's not dancing, twerking, sliding seductively down a pole. No, it's acrobatic. So it's using your arms to lift your body and be flipped upside down and balance yourself on the pole. It's being able to have the flexibility and the strength to do the splits. It's being able to... So it's not it's not a dancing or erotic thing. The pole is merely a tool that you're using to be able to suspend your body upside down. It's the same thing. You're, you're saying is like an actual gymnastics class, mm-hmm. except to the pole being like this, where it's horizontal, the pole's vertical. Exactly. And I mean, and I'll be honest, there's some kids that I see, I'm like, I could never do that because these kids are so good because they still have their strength from when they're younger. And now we're trying to regain that strength. Well, down with old age. Uh, they don't. I mean, and that's the thing. Like my, my instructor the other day had us doing um, a strength activity and I was like, I can't do this though. And she's like, yeah, but you have to think about this when you're, she's like, especially with like pole dancing and stuff, you aren't just, if you're flexible, you can just flip your legs open. No, you need the strength to be able to pull your leg back to go into the splits and things like that. And kids actually still have that strength and endurance, and it's really depressing. Because uh, there's me struggling, and I look over to the right, and there's some, like, 10, 12-year-old, and she's already flipped upside down with her leg Whoa, whoa, 10, 12-year-old? Yeah. At a pole dancing class. Yeah, there's kids, young kids that can take it. Maybe it's the dancing part I was, that I have a problem with. You, Maybe if they called it pole gymnastics. It's called pole fitness. It, that's the there thing, you too. You're thinking of pole dancing. It's not. Stop thinking about what you've seen as pole dancing. Yeah, was. it's called pole fitness. All right, well, I'm going to put it out there and uh, give out the phone number. Uh, I wasn't uh, even that flexible when I was 10 or 12. Girl, I'm not that flexible right this now. This guy wants to know <laughs> if he's being sexist by, by telling his wife, I don't want our 15-year-old daughter doing pole fit. Even if it's down in the basement of our house. Uh-huh. I just don't, I don't want our daughter near a pole. Period. Here's another great thing, too. You're saying daughter. Uh, I have guys that do by class with me. Yeah, but probably gay dudes, right? No. Oh. There's teenagers, too, that I've seen do it, too. Wow. And it's <laughs> really depressing because, once again, that upper body strength they still got. Have you I ever thought that maybe have. guys are there to that. watch women pole dance and they're just... They're just but doing why the exercise because otherwise you you're not. There, we you're not that. Yeah. yeah, if I saw you there and you're like, yeah, no, I'm in there's the advanced a, class. No, there's I'd be a extremely of buzz uncomfortable. At the door. No, don't let this ex- man. Trust me, I'd be extremely uncomfortable. He's not here to learn. <laughs> he's here to. Oh, he's here to learn. All right. <laughs> all right. Here's the number. That's why he's got his notepad. <laughs> just start to see ones being thrown around. <laughs> yeah, there, all right. That's not a notepad. That's a stack. There was a comedian. A two dollar bills. I want to say that it was Chris Rock, but it might have been somebody else. But there's mm-hmm. a comedian who said, as a father, your number one priority, keep your daughter off the pole. I think yeah. it was Chris Rock. This sounds like a Chris Rock. So uh, there's only one other thing that's more important than keep your daughter off the pole. Uh, but here's the phone number. Toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. Is this guy being sexist because he doesn't want his wife teaching his 15-year-old how to do uh, pole dancing exercises? Uh, Give us a call, 844-305-6210. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, uh, 
Lisa, did you say one way or the other? The guy once knows he'd be in the a-hole in this scenario. He says, uh, absolutely. My, my wife started taking pole dancing classes. He had a pole installed in their basement uh, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And since the shutdown, she's been working out uh, three to four times a week. Yeah. Now their 15-year-old daughter wants to give it a try. Last, Here's what the guy wrote. Last, And he asked us not to use his name. Last night, they decided she's going to teach her how to do it. I mm-hmm. inherently have a problem with this. I don't want to see... My 15-year-old daughter on a pole. My wife thinks I'm being sexist. So you're saying absolutely he's being the a-hole in this scenario. Yeah, grab your son. Let him go, too. Let him get that strength up. Maybe um, he should go get his strength up. Honestly, a family yeah. activity. Do a fa- that, hey, that's a great family activity right there. Yeah. Well, I guess if it's going on in the basement, you don't want to see it. Don't don't go in the basement. No, it just depends. It, it, right? it actually depends more on the height and you, the the area that you need, like the circumference <laughs> to work with. Because, um, like for my my hammock rigging, I have it in the. Uh, upstairs but for pole i would have to put it downstairs because did you say a hammock yeah rigging well that sounds like the kind of exercise i would be into do you just lay in a hammock i could handle that for an hour it's aerial silks so this is the one where you're it's fabric that's suspended from the ceiling so and you have to pull yourself up with it um this is all stuff that i do at my my gym for the academy of aerial fitness but uh there's a lot of different things i sent you a video buzz um look in your email of one of our instructors his name is eddie and he is amazing when it comes to the pole i mean this man's upper body strength is just dreams you wish you could have this dude's upper body strength it is just insane what he can do and um yeah he's one of the instructors there and he has just brandon look at that oh my god like the the strength the patience the balance the coordination the core that you have to use to be able to do those activities we need to get buzz to try that i mean but look at that i mean he he does a bunch of different things you can look through um his instagram he has a ton of different videos but I mean, that is someone who is uh, a male, takes the classes, and well, he's the teacher, so he's actually like one of the best. But uh, yeah, this is a—it's a great workout, and uh, a lot of people on the Facebook chat were um, saying the same. Um, Eric said, uh, "Stop sexualizing everything a female does." Gymnasts and strippers do both of the same. Uh, do both do many of the same things? The context is everything. Um, Mike said, "I'd allow my daughter to do pole fitness." Uh, Nicole wrote in and said, pole fitness is not sexual activity. Strength training, muscle building, teaches balance. The only reason it's considered sexual is because people think it's the same as pole dancing, which it's not. It's a difficult, strenuous activity. Um, If you would have no problem with your child signing up for gymnastics or competitive cheer, you should have no problem with your kids signing up for pole fitness. Joanna, did we have a call? We did. He unfortunately had a class to teach, so he couldn't stay on the line. But he did say that imagine if there were no strip clubs at all, this wouldn't be considered a sexual activity. It would be considered uh, a fitness routine. I don't think that it would be an activity if it didn't get started at strip clubs. I mean, I think it's pretty much like there's a direct line from... Oh, women became aware that, no, that this pole stuff people, is going on. People people use horizontal poles for a workout. What would what would prevent them from thinking, oh, let's stick this thing straight up and down and see what we can do? Well, they didn't do that before stripper poles were a thing. That you know of? I was going to say, Mike, what's the... I, I think the the popularity of pole fitness is is directly a result of 
poles in strip clubs, right? Um, it actually came from uh, traveling fairs. They would have people dance around uh, the pole that would hold the tent of the circus up. Mm. They're like, there it is. In the 1920s, they're like, yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a retroactive it sounds like this guy got the pole thinking, oh, oh my, my wife's wife going to get can, all sexy and yeah. dance on the pole. And, then and suddenly now his, his daughter's interested and he's like, wait a minute, hold the phone there. Yeah, that's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my daughter the, or my wife this. And then wait, now my daughter wants it? I don't think so. Um, Make it a family activity. Let the son join in. Let you join in. Honestly. I think it seems it like the dad mean- is the one sexualizing it. Yeah. And Buzz. And he goes bus. down there, watch the sun's down there practicing too. He's like, my abs have never been fitter since I started this. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't mention anything about a son, so I don't know if he has a son or not. But he does. He doesn't want his fifteen-year-old daughter doing it. I'd, all I know is at my the Aerial Fitness Academy, we have guys that do it. We have girls that do it, and um, it's it's a great it's a great workout. It's painful, but oh, yeah. it is a great workout. Get Buzz out there, Buzz. You should try. Carolyn would be more than happy to have you come in there and try it. Uh, I think you should try that's it. That's a hard, that's a hard no, but I, I'm not saying that it, it it's not a exercise for sure. You know the thing is, is, Buzz wouldn't I'm even just, get on the pole though because like there's a lot of conditioning that goes into before they're gonna let you get even on the you pole. You wouldn't even be able to get on the pole. No, the, he okay. would get. He would be. <laughs> that's out. fine. That's fine with me. Well, no, no, I'm just saying like because the muscles that you have to use, like I did the the flexibility class the other day, and. It was so intense, and she's like, because we need to build up this muscle and this muscle and this muscle before you can actually do some of these activities. I couldn't get on a pole, but I could probably do a lap dance. I'd probably be tired at the end of it. But <laughs> <laughs> Do they have, like, a beginner class where you're just, like, you're just, like, doing a, doing a lap dance uh, that's what for I three and a half minutes? It's rough. I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. The girls who do the pole classes, they are—they got some muscles that I definitely do not have because I cannot. <laughs> what percentage of the people who started, uh, like, open these pole classes ha- have at least uh, worked as exotic dancers in the past? Mm, probably. Like half of them? That have started, like, the academies and stuff? I don't know, to be honest with you, because I think a lot of them... Uh, start doing it for the fitness aspect of it because the thing is you can buy a pole online and then buy the classes or do the YouTube videos and stuff like that so you oh, can kind of make sure that thing's installed properly I've oh my far gosh too many videos of chicks biffing it <laughs> that was like when I got my aerial rig put in I immediately the guy's like do you want me to just give you the plate or and I was like no Roman you're gonna need to come and install that buddy uh, I do not trust myself to put that incorrectly and the same thing with the pole if I got it I'd probably call Roman over at Roman Strength again and be like, hey, can you do this for me? Thanks. All right. Well, um, I, I don't know if these two things are connected, but that provocative dancing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardi B, who I've definitely heard of, yes. is mm-hmm. getting divorced from Offset, Ooh, yeah. who awesome. I haven't heard of. In Migos. He's Amigos with who? His three Amigos, his brothers. Okay. Are they brothers? Yeah, they are. They're like the Jonas <laughs> Brothers? Yeah. Okay. Well, but they, they go under Migos, like three Amigos, the Migos. Well, they're, they're, apparently they're married. They are. They've been married for divorced. almost three years. Their anniversary would be, I think, in three days or something. Now, is Cardi B the one? 
who came first, Minaj or Cardi B? Uh, Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Right. So, like, Mick, Nicki Minaj was like the out there uh, person with the with the big butt, and then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, Cardi B is like the newer, bigger butt version of mm-hmm. Min- Minaj. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Nicki. Carl- Carly Minaj. Sure. Nicki Minaj. Okay. Uh, obviously, I don't know everything that's going on in this relationship, but. Uh, whether if you're like me, here's a recap. Perfect. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This is a quick break in, uh, not a full size sports report, but uh, some breaking news this morning. Brandon, what do we have for the world of sports? Yeah, I just got announced a couple of minutes ago. Uh, we're expecting to hear from the Big Ten today. Uh, to make an official announcement that football will return coming up in October for the Big Ten. Okay, so they haven't done it yet, but that is... No, it's not official, but they're saying that they will be holding a, uh, like a press conference today um, to make that announcement. And we're, pr- we're pretty sure that that's what the announcement's yep, going to be. that they're okay. going to be shooting for football in October. All right, so before uh, we get back to... Our final news headlines of the day. I was talking to this guy, and he's he's got to get to work. Uh, but he was talking about his dog that mm-hmm. ate an entire baseball, not chewed up a baseball and swallowed the pieces. Um, ate the entire baseball. So uh, his name is Sam. Let me give out the phone number. Uh, it's toll free eight four four three zero five six two one zero. That's eight four four three zero five six two ten. I bet you nobody can can top this story. Uh, my prediction, nobody tops this story without, you know, exaggerating or telling a fishtail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably clean, cleans those pipes out real good, I would guess. God, I can't even come close oh to that. My dogs used to eat their own collars because they were made of leather, and then somebody told me to get the, you know, the, the, the kind of collars that are made out of a cloth or... What... You know, like a nylon type of thing, but uh-huh. they would eat their uh, leather collars. All right. Yeah. Let me hear somebody top that without lying. <laughs> I don't think I have any. I don't think it'll top it, but it's along the same lines. Um, we had a dog. He was maybe, he was a puppy, one, one year old, one and a half years old. And he had this thing with chewing water bottles. And all of a sudden, this one day, we're all hanging out watching TV, and he's in the uh, middle of the living room, and he starts doing that. that thing and you're like oh god what's happening and we're like oh quick put something underneath him because he's gonna throw up and he doesn't just throw up it it was kind of like you know what it looks like when you have the play-doh play factory and you're like and you're squishing the stuff out that tube it was like that except it was bits and pieces of the plastic and it had compacted into like a cylinder and it just came like straight out his mouth it was a cylinder of Plastic parts that had been like compressed into one thing. It was so strange. Uh, that does atop the baseball, but that's still amazing. So <laughs> he pooped a baseball. <laughs> 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 well, Brandon's Brandon's dog vomited. Brandon's dog barfed plastic. Barfed yeah. plastic. Great. That's a plastic close. It was almost like his body. Picked all the things that he ingests to like, like. There was hair in there as well, you know, from licking himself, and so it just kind of compacted this all into like one, one tube. A tube. All right. Well, the phone number's out there: eight four four three zero five six two one zero. So if anybody's got anything, I, I don't think he'd top that baseball 
But if anybody's got anything you want to share, uh, go ahead and give us a call, 844-305-6210. In the meantime, back to uh, a a couple more stories. And Lisa's got uh, a couple more stories in the news for us. Good morning again, Lisa. Uh, Good morning. One of the Kardashians is going to be harder to keep up with. That's today only, though. Kim Kardashian West says she is freezing her Facebook and Instagram accounts for 24 hours as a part of the hashtag Stop Hate for Profit campaign. It's a protest, misinformation and hate speech. Uh, She said and tweeted out, I can't sit by and stay silent while these platforms continue, allowing the spread of hate, propaganda and misinformation. Misinformation shared on social media has a serious impact on our elections and undermines our democracy. I don't know about hate speech, but how about talking to your husband to quit like his phony run for president? (laughs) It seems like that's some kind of misinformation campaign that's going on. Other celebrities that will be joining in include Katy Perry, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kerry Washington, among others. So, if you're looking for your favorite celeb today on social media, this is why you may not be able to find them. All right. You want to uh, hear a few more calls? Of yeah. People that are trying to top the Sam, the baseball guy? Yeah. All right. We got Pam. Uh, Pam, what's the dumb thing that your dog ate? <laughs> oh, my. That. Yeah, that's not unusual. I, I mean, squirrel dogs chase. Natural. Yeah, dogs chase squirrels all the time. They may not always catch them, but it doesn't sound weird. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's uh, watch this topic take off way more than anything we've done. Oscar, hello. Hey, good morning, bud. Oscar, what did your dog? What unusual thing or dumb thing did your dog eat? So, I love to feed my dog treats, and I had some extra bologna, so I fed him the bologna, but I didn't take off the round part from the bologna, so when he ate it, and he was trying to go poop, uh, the string came out, but it stayed in his butt, and then a piece of poop was hanging. Right. We don't need to get Oh, poor boy. <laughs> okay, but like little little ribbons of uh, bologna wrapper were, yeah, were yeah. coming Yeah, you know that, that red string that yeah, wrapped sure. around the bologna? No, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. All right. Yeah, oh. Wait, but that's really on you for not taking this, for not uh-huh. taking the wrapper off, right? Well, I mean... I don't know. I just, I, I thought it was the weirdest thing. Just to see the thing <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for the no call, problem. Oscar. All right. We'll see you. We got uh, Gary, whose dog ate something weird or dumb or unusual. Hi, Gary. Hey, what's going on, Buzz? What'd your dog eat, Gary? Well, we used to go surf fishing, and the barbs or the hooks <gasps> that we had had about four barbs on it. And I had changed my bait out and, you know, cast a new one out. When I turned around, my bait was gone off the old hook. Where the whole thing was gone, should I say. And I see her pawing at herself. Oh, no. And uh, Your dog took the bait? She took the bait. And the hook was stuck in her tongue. Oh, Oh, my God. What kind of bait? I guess you were using live bait, but was it, were you like... Yeah, ghost shrimp. What kind of shrimp? That's it. Ghost shrimp. Ghost shrimp. Ghost shrimp. Ghost. Mm. Oh, I, I, you know, I mostly lake and pond fish. I, I, is this? No, this is off the surf. This is right off the sand. Oh, so you're fishing at the ocean? Okay. Yeah, mm. and we take our dogs out there. We had some nice shepherds, 
And uh, when I turned around, the, the oldest one had taken my bait and ate it. Now, you would think so, the dog would know better from then forward, but maybe you just had to not take your dog fishing anymore. Uh, no, nah, this dog was crazy. I mean, uh, <laughs> the guy who owned her, uh, his wife had horses, and she'd you know, take them in the pen and run them you know, in circles. This dog would not get hurt, but it would go in between the hooves of the, of the horse and kind of like do a, a tuck and roll type deal. It was like crazy. It's like, damn, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, All right. Gary, for the call. Appreciate All it. Right. No problem. My dad had a... Okay, so I had a, uh, a Sharpay mm-hmm. that was just nuts. Like, I couldn't clean his ears. He would just go insane. Like, like he w- this was Gus. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about Gus, but Gus was a mental case. So I took him uh, 20 years ago, and I took him to to my parents because they had a farm. I thought, okay, maybe he'll do better there. Anyway, uh, he was great. My dad loved Gus. And when Gus passed away, my dog went to the dog pound to get the dog that he thought looked most like Gus, right? Well, it turns out this dog was even more insane. And on 4th of July, we found out that he would attack fireworks. So if we lit like a firework, like a spinner or anything, Mm -hmm. this dog, Poncho would go and grab a hold up. So the firework is going off in his mouth as he's, like, shaking it back and forth. He wouldn't need it, but we had to lock him up while any more fireworks were going off. Here's one of our favorite callers. It's Chopper. And, Chopper, uh, you have a story about, uh, oh, it says a cat ate something weird, not a dog, a cat. Oh. Yes. I thought cats would probably be smarter. Than that, but yeah, what some of them are, but they're just like dogs, they're not all the greatest. Some of them are weird, <laughs> some of them are needy. Yeah, you know, they're just like humans, every single one of them's different. Um, I had a girlfriend that loved having a Christmas tree. Uh, we had a couple of Christmases together without cats, then we each got one, and her cat ate Christmas tinsel off the tree, and it was just like the baloney story of that the, guy, the strange oh, woman, except went was... all the way through him, and it, little poos attached. It was pretty wild um and brandon pf flyers are the shoes from the sandlot that's it yeah run faster jump higher shoes the pf flyer you know i know that like i've heard around christmas time they say hey don't let your dogs uh get the tinsel because they'll eat the tinsel but i never heard them say oh also a cat will do it so so maybe well, this was tiny a... and it's dangly oh yeah I mean, and you swipe at it mm-hmm. it is so very entertaining i mean they like the christmas balls too especially when they smack them and they fall and break i mean christmas is not something that people with cats usually get to decorate for because the cats will seek out any dangly shiny thing yeah. and eat or destroy it okay what were the sandlot shoes again PS Flyer. All right. Very good. Thank you, Chopper. Good to hear from you today, Chopper. Have a great one, guys. All right. Have a great one. Let's take a break. I'll give out the phone number one more time. Uh, If your dog or your pet ate anything weird, I guess we could open it up to pets. Maybe somebody's, you know, got a boa constrictor or something uh, with a good story. Whatever it is, 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. Good stories. None of them top a whole baseball, though. Yeah. I would have kept the baseball. I mean, I would have kept it behind, you know, some kind of glass or something. But I, just for the story, you'd have to keep that baseball. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we've got our we've got our callers who are going to tell us about the weirdest or dumbest thing that their pets ate. 
I imagine there's probably a story that tops a whole baseball, but but I haven't heard it yet. Like a whole football? <laughs> yeah, so we had a basketball. Who did you say to start with, Joanna? Line two. Very well, line two. And uh, this is Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey, bud. Hey, Steve. Uh, are we talking about a dog or another pet? We're talking about a dog. Two dogs, actually. Both of my dogs. All right, so what... What did your dogs eat that was dumb or weird? Well, we were doing some landscaping in the backyard. We found out that the previous owner had buried their dog in the backyard. And my dogs were enjoying uh, the boat. Oh. So your dogs were cannibalizing another uh, dog. Yeah, it was was just the bones at the point that that we found it, but... Yeah. You know, dogs will... Dogs will eat up bones... Regardless of what they are, I just wonder, you know, if, if they're just like skeletal remains, they can't be getting any nutritional value out of it. They, I guess they just like chewing on bones, even if they're not fresh. Yeah, maybe they pick their teeth with it or something. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> All right, thanks, Steve. Yep. All right, thanks for the call. Here's Steve. Let's go to uh, Tina. Hi, Tina. No, that's now Wing. That's Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Hi. How are you, Buzz? Wayne from Abilene here. Hey, Wayne from Abilene. Uh, okay. So, t- tell us what your dog ate. Well, I didn't have a dog. I had a Siamese cat. Right. And, and, you know, like your other caller was saying, not all cats are smart. Okay, so this, <laughs> this cat ate a pretty sizable amount of string. And we didn't we didn't know he ate it. And, and during the middle of the night, I heard this incredible racket from the house just all these just and going there and look and he is it's, it's hanging out his butt and he's chasing it around the house <laughs> 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 I, I gave i guess i give cats way more credit than they deserve well, it, and it smelled it smelled atrocious really I mean, yeah it was pretty we had to take him to the vet it was bad so so you're saying cat butt yarn really has a pungent aroma well, because it's fresh, it's fresh poop. Yeah, right. Oh, and okay. It's, it's from the, it's from deep in the intestine. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty rank. So, isn't that a thing, cats? On that, on that note, have a great yeah, day. Yeah. All right, Wayne. <laughs> all right, thanks. There's Wayne. Let's get another call. This is Denise. Hi, Denise. Hey, Buzz. How are you guys? Doing good. We're talking about. Well, we started with dogs, but really any pet that ate something weird or dumb. Well, let's see if I top it off. I have a Rottweiler. His name was Tangle. Was what? Tangle? Tangle, yeah. And I guess, you know, with car washes, my license plate from the front SUV started kind of lifting from the pressure or whatever. Some dog started chewing on my license plate. Tango started chewing. Your dog started chewing on your license plate. Yeah, just started chomping at it. And I looked at him like, man, maybe he has an itch or whatever, you know. But then the cops pulled me over. I got a, I got a question, uh, Denise. The cop pulled you over because you had taken the license plate off, or because yeah, it, we it, took it, it off. Oh, I see. We took it off. Um, you know, he's like, "You're my for license plate. I'm gonna have it in front of my car." You know, I had it in the glove compartment, <laughs> and I showed it to him, and he's looking at me like, well, "What's wrong with it?" And I go, "Oh, my God, she didn't." 
are you sure? Like, I'm serious. This is, this is why I want to give my dog in my homework, because of dogs like right. this. Did you get a ticket? No, luckily he didn't. He's like, you know, just give her play. And so, you know, it's a memory now, because he, he died of old ages. I just carry it with me, because that's the last thing like, I remember him doing that was crazy. And he was a much older. It wasn't like he was a puppy. I want to say he was going, like, on eight years now. Right on. You know, so I was like, I just kept it. I'm like, no, nah, that's my dog. There you go. All right, thanks, Denise. All right, talk to you later. Uh, we got Gabriel, uh, who's going to talk about something weird. That is it a dog, Gabriel? Uh, yeah, it is. All right. So, what did your dog eat that was that was weird, strange, or dumb? So he didn't really eat it, but uh, he caught a uh, owl, like made a flight. Wait, he caught an owl, an owl like O O W L. Yeah. And and what what did you say after owl? Uh, he caught it like while it was flying. Away. Oh wow! Yeah, said mid-flight. Oh, mid-air. Mid-flight. Yeah. Was it a full-grown owl or was it? Yeah, it was pretty big. I would think an owl would would mess up a dog. You know, like an owl would fight back. Did the what happened? Um, I guess the owl was like in the backyard, and our dog was running after it and just jumped and caught it by like its head. Did um, but did the owl fight back or did the owl get away? Uh, no, the owl pretty much died. Oh, he he killed the owl. Oh, yeah. wow! And then then you took the owl away from him. Uh, yeah. After after some wrestling around with the dog. Oh man, <laughs> that's crazy! And it was a full grown because those full grown owls yeah. are pretty freaking big, Gabriel. Yeah, it was. It was. I would say probably like at least like two feet. Yeah, probably weighed like I, I don't know about weight, but probably weighed like fifteen pounds. Yeah. I had some weight. Wow. All right. Wow. Thanks, Gabriel, for the call. All right. Talk to you later. An owl. I don't know. Owls always look like, maybe it's just like the look, the expression on their face. They always look like they could kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, our next caller, well, let's find out who our next caller is. Hi, who's this? Oh, sorry. I didn't have the line picked up. My bad. Hi, who's this? Okay, Chelsea, we're talking about uh, dumb things your dog ate. What dumb thing did your dog eat? $10,000 worth of chemotherapy pills. I got to ask, was the dog okay? Well, I think... And this is just me, but if it was $10,000 worth of pills, I would have been going through whatever came out of the stomach pump, (laughs) if it could be washed. Right? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. $10,000. Gus, who I was telling you about, Gus was the madman. He one time got into some money. He didn't eat. Well, he might have swallowed some of it, but there was some of it that was like he... I, I pulled it out of his mouth, but it was in two. So I tried the thing. You know how they say as long as you have both pieces of money? You can tape it together. Well, Or you can take it to the bank and they'll give you an ad. And it was, you know, if it was a one, maybe I wouldn't have worried about it, but it was a 20. Mm-hmm. So I took the two pieces of the 20 to the bank. What do you think happened? They said no. No, they absolutely replaced it. I told really? Them what happened and, no, I thought maybe it was like some kind of old, like an urban legend or something, but they replaced it. I had... Both sides of it, and they gave me like a brand new, never before used twenty wow. in exchange. So, 
you know, keep that in mind if you got crazy uh, Sharpay. This is the one that I told you about. Like, I I got him, and as a puppy, he was like, per- looked just like a Sharpay. You know, yeah. like a perfect example. As he got older, like his wrinkles. He, he filled into him? Yeah, he filled into him. So by the time he was like a, a year and a half old, he didn't look like a Sharpay at all. He was just like a pit bull. Uh, let's go with Mike, I believe. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hey, Mike, we're talking about weird things people's pets have eaten. So what pet of yours are we talking about? I had a Rottweiler, and I made him a kennel. Yeah. And for a shade, I had that army surplus camo net. Okay. So one day we're out, you know, just hanging out in the backyard, and he was acting really strange, and he came up to me, and he put his, like, iron in my face. So I saw something hanging out, so I started pulling on it, and it was just kept coming and coming like oh. like a magic trick. <laughs> it must have been about 10 feet. Wait. I, I'm sorry, I missed. What is the what's the item? Canvas. That that cam, that camo netting that the like the army. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just kept coming and coming out. It, was, oh. it finally came out about ten feet. Ten oh. feet. Oh. <laughs> All right, Gosh. that's weird, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Thanks for the call. Let we we got one more call holding. This is. Let me see who it is. It Doctor C. Hi, Doc. Dr. C is lying, too. God, my bad. God. Dr. C. Yeah. Dr. C, what, uh, is this a dog story or a cat story or what kind of story? Neither. All right. What is it? Uh, so I'm a recent graduate of veterinary medicine from the University of Tennessee. And Go Vols, right? Golf balls from a corn snake. Corn snakes are not even very big snakes. I mean, those oh. are just like little little uh, field snakes, right? I mean, they can get about as uh, thick as uh, like two of your thumbs put together, but they're usually like very thin and like long, like yeah. about five to seven feet max. But this corn snake had gotten out at, of this owner's, uh, you know, um, terrarium that it was keeping it in, and he was a golfer, and the corn snake went into where he stored his, like, golfing supplies and thought that the golf balls were eggs. And as a vet, did you have, uh, did you save the snake's life? Yeah, they went ahead. I mean, I I was uh, on my clinical year, but we took radiographs, and we were like, yeah, those are golf balls and not eggs, and it had been in there for, like, a week, and usually they would have already started to digest if it was, like, an egg or something. Right. But... They went ahead and just, uh, it's like a foreign body removal surgery, just cut open the snake and remove the golf balls, and the snake did fine. Oh, wow. I, I'm a golfer, too, and the important question i got to know is, were the balls still playable after the surgery <laughs> was over? Oh, yeah, they were completely intact. Okay. Oh, wow. All right, thank you, Dr. C. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. I got a vet calling in. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, let's get to uh, some other calls. We start off just talking about dumb things your dog would eat then we got stories about cats we got a we got a pet snake that ate a bunch of golf balls because they thought it were egg they thought it was eggs you know i wanted to ask how the it was a vet who called in i wonder how big around the corn snake was because i don't think they're very they're not like a boa constrictor no they're tiny but i also wonder how it moved (laughs) did it could it move how many golf balls and i wonder if it looked like uh, you know like probably looked like Butt beans. 
I didn't know. How, I didn't know the word for that. I didn't know how to say that, but that's exactly what I was picturing. I didn't know how to how to phrase that. Thank you. Uh, let's go with another caller. Uh, let me give out the phone number one more time. It's eight four four three zero five six two one zero. Ross, hello, Ross. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning Ross. Morning, hey, uh, your name being Ross, I'm hoping you had a pet monkey, but that's Ross Keller. <laughs> no. I'll take it out. I tried to talk the wife into it, but she was very against it. <laughs> well, what's up, Ross? You got a dog that ate something unusual or or dumb? We used to. She recently passed away, but. Miss Liga Dog, she would take dog food out of her food bowl inside the house, take it to her kennel that was outside the house in the shade, and put it in the back of the kennel. And then when the pigeons would go in there to eat the food, she would eat them. It She's so- a genius. It sounds like you're describing a dog laying a trap, which Absolutely. would be incredible. What Absolutely. kind of dog was it? She was a golden lab retriever. Aww. Okay, so and are are they those uh, West Texas pigeons that are that are actually doves, like the ones you see all all over town? Yeah, the ones we got in our backyards everywhere. Here. Yeah, yeah. Somebody told me those are actually. I mean, they look just like pigeons, but they're actually doves. I get those, and they'll they'll come. I have the dog food. You probably put the dog food inside because if you didn't, the pigeons would eat the dog food, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing in my back patio. The pigeons will come eat the dog food. Well. The dogs used to chase them, and now they don't even—they don't even try to chase them off. It's like they've learned to live in peace with those stupid birds. But to give you an idea of how smart those birds are, the the dog food, the dry dog food is too big, I guess, for them to swallow. So what they'll do is they'll take a piece of the dog food, they'll drop it in the water bowl, and wait a few minutes, and eventually it's, it gets soggy, and then they go back and get the piece of dog food out, and it's it's soggy, and they can. They can get it down their their gullet at that point, but now your dog takes the cake, laying a trap inside his kennel, waiting for pigeons. And does he eat the pigeons, or does he just you know like kill them and make a mess? Yeah, she would eat them. We watched her do it at least twice, but we've seen evidence of about five or ten times. Yeah, just like feathers and mysterious uh, mass. Right, there's a big old poof of feathers in the grass. (laughs) Right. All right. Thanks, Ross. That's a that's pretty incredible story. All right. Thanks for the call. Do you ever have that? Do you have birds that come in and try to get your dog's food, or do you feed your dog inside, Brandon? I don't think I've ever seen a bird going for the dog's food, but I have had to clean up dead birds in the backyard. So you know that your dog got a bird? Oh, yeah. You know who loves birds? Penny. Uh, the two, the, the, does she bring, the, does she bring the, them in his treats? She'll bring hey, half have dead get- birds. And she'll. I guess I've read that they expect you, like, hey... I have already done all the hard work. All you got to do is finish it. You're welcome. Wait, the the bird will still be alive? The bird will still be alive. I had uh, my roommate's cat had two birds that she did that with. She brought him in and was like, you you take care of it now. And then instead, it's me running around the house chasing a bird. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you've heard that what the cat is thinking is, look what I caught. Yeah, now, my cat thinks, oh, you idiot. You don't know how to hunt. Let now prepare it for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. So we can have a nice meal together. Exactly. Of this sparrow. It is a gift that I'm giving you. <laughs> How dare you throw it out in the trash? Mm-hmm. Is that true? I've read that, yeah. Yeah. I had one that my cat brought me a rat and was like, look what I did for you. Yeah. Wait, and I'm going to leave it right as, in the middle of your of your house. They think of them as gifts to you because apparently humans are idiots and don't know how to hunt for food. Yep. 
So Penny's like, I did the whole work for you. Finish it. I remember it because you know what? It was you Christmas. Have to learn. Yeah, it was Christmas morning and we were in, I think, elementary school and our cat had like a half alive rat in its mouth outside the front door. <laughs> it was asking to be let in, like, let me in. I brought dinner for us. Full on rat, not a mouse? Like yeah, a no, big it, was rat? A, it was like a rat. And my and me, I'm like, I'm going to let it in. And my parents are like, no. I'm like, <laughs> but the cat needs me. Look at it. <laughs> I learned something today. Hmm. That the cats think that they're helping feed you yes. because you don't know how to catch a bird yourself. Yeah, yeah. we're stupid because we're dumb in their eyes. And Penny's like, "You're welcome." Where do you? Where do they think you get all the f- fancy feasts that you give them? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> they know you're buying that stuff, man. Yeah, they're like, like, "You didn't hunt like, for that." Coming in a can. You didn't hunt for that savory chicken. Your cat's probably thinking, "Listen, human." You may not have the luxury of a store one day. You're going to have to learn how to fend for your own food. I'm here Let to me show you how you. to do it. The apocalypse is coming. Penny Be loves prepared. birds. Le- and Penny is the one that's a chimera. The two-faced one, yeah. No, it doesn't actually have two faces, but it has a line right she down the middle line. between its eyes, mm-hmm. through its nose, all the way down on its face. One face yep. is a one color, and the other face is completely exactly. the different color. It's just the most incredible cat beautiful. I've ever seen. Uh, I tell Junior you said that. <laughs> I... Junior, I guess, is a really cool cat. But oh, my baby. Penny's the one that, and that is Junior your favorite? Kind of. Yeah, but yes. Penny because is the Penny one. Penny is like more my sister's cat. What we do is we put the cat in the middle of the living room and then we call to it, and to whoever the cat goes to, that's who's the who the cat belongs to. I'm Does that just, mean you have to buy the cat the food? She went, yeah, she went to my sister, so like fine. I'm just saying, Penny, Penny your two faced chimera cat, uh-huh. looks like the kind of cat that some crazy rich cat person would pay like a hundred grand because it's just such an unusual... Oh, I thought you were going to say that a crazy oh, I, person would own them all, all right? I was about to go, do you want to buy her? <laughs> I, I don't, but I think like some maybe Carol Baskin would be like, oh, oh that's no, I collect cats. Baby all right. Uh, one more call. What's the dumbest thing your pet ate? Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's amazing. You had a you had a retired police dog, and he would just smell out the the stash of marijuana. All right, anything else? <laughs> All meaning the meaning the dog presumably. Is eating the detergent. Is eating yeah, or drinking the detergent. Yeah, but at the same detergent. time, it's probably just seeing the little kids do it. It's like Tide Pod Challenge. I got this. <laughs> got this. It's a Gen Z dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a feeling. It says Jacob. I got a feeling this is uh, Jacob Jacob. Hello, Jacob. You're right. What's up, buddy? What's up, Jacob? What's going on, Jacob? Uh, nothing. I have uh, three kitties. Yeah. That... Um, one of them is my little murder machine, Respect. and he uh, he dragged into my house a raven twice his size. Was the raven still kicking? Yes, very, very much. And it, like, would get away, and he would jump on his back, ride it a little, and just... Wait, you're, you're, you mean your cat would jump on the raven's back? Yeah. All right, what, did, what ended up happening, Jacob? Uh, it ended up... Jabbing him in the ear, it took like a little chunk of ear off, and then it stayed in my house for like a day and a half. The, I, the raven did. Out of my chandelier, yeah. 
What inside? Yeah, I don't. I don't have litter boxes. I have doggy doors, so they come and go as they please. Wait, wait, wait. Who stayed inside? The raven or the cat? I now I didn't know that thing about cats that you were talking about, like how they bring you something because they think you can't. Mm -hmm. But I do know a little bit about ravens, and Uh you may not know this, but ravens and well, anything in the they're called COVID or Corvid. Excuse me, not COVID like (laughs) COVID nineteen, but they're called Corvids. So that's magpies, blackbirds, ravens Uh are. Uh, like behavioralists say that animal behavioralists say ravens are so smart, but like not smart for a bird, like smarter than dogs, uh-huh. possibly as smart as apes. And they have all this stuff about ravens, you know, figuring out how uh-huh. to bend a wire and use it to open a cage and using it as a tool. And there was this group of, of corvid, some kind of blackbird. And what they would do is they would take, uh, acorns or pecans, and they would sit on a telephone wire above a street until uh-huh. a car was coming by. Then they'd drop it because they would wait for the car to run over it and crack it for them, and then they would go down and get the nut meat out of it. <laughs> so nice. your that raven is probably way smarter than your cat, Jacob. Oh, well, they got him. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how smart he was. Your cat got him. <laughs> when, uh, when they bring in dead animals, I teach them that anything in the house is mine. So the last time I took a dead bird and sat it next to me and played video games for about an hour and a half, and every time they'd get close to get it, I would swat at them and yell, like, that's mine. All right, Jacob, thanks uh, for calling. Good to hear from you. All Have right, a good yeah. one, Have buddy. Good day, guys. All right, we'll see you. There's our, there's our buddy Jacob. You know, Jacob. Yeah. From mm-hmm. the party. From the party. Yeah, right. There you go. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, Lisa's going to have our rock news coming up in just a couple of minutes. Before we get to that, though, we have uh, some stories, uh, some with audio and uh, video. You know, for those of you who are watching on Facebook, which I'm not allowed to be on anymore because Brandon and Lisa said so, uh, you can see what's (laughs) happening. Did you hear that, Joanna? They caught me going on Facebook on Monday, and they yeah. said that it's he was like Starbucks like get, all week. It's like a swear jar every time I go on our our morning show feed on uh-huh. Facebook. Starbucks. Yeah, I have to get Starbucks. I'd rather put a quarter in a jar. How about that? No, nope. you can put five dollars. Now, what's the deal? Like, I can't log on at all, or I can't comment. No, you can't go in. I, I just can't no, be on our no, own Facebook. No, because if page. you logged on and saw it, you would have you wouldn't. You couldn't. You wouldn't be able to stop. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like that can't go unanswered. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I think the favorite probably banned you. Yeah, the favorite though was the other day when he started commenting. He goes, "That's not me." And we're like, "Dude, it literally says Buzz Adams." (laughs) I thought. Okay, Joanna. I only thought it said Buzz Adams Morning Show commented. I mean, no. Now it it lets us know who who is commenting. All right, so busted, and I got him Starbucks yesterday. Did you say, oh, I didn't comment that? Yeah, it must have been somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) But he's already been caught twice, so technically he owes us today, too, because you got caught on Monday with that. Oh, snap. Oh, no, you were commenting, and then yesterday you said something about the chat. Yeah, and you're like, hey, Brandon, somebody asked you a question in the chat. Do you want to bring that up? And I was like, what are you doing in the chat? (laughs) Well, I'm not in the chat. Nico (laughs) texts, and then he texts me about it. that's right. Nico texts, Mm -hmm. and then he says, hey, uh, this is what they're saying in the chat. No. I mean, you would, if I were just to go in there. You also know that it'll tell us what friends are in the chat, right? 
No. Yes. Yeah, it'll yes. tell you it'll so tell we can see if Nico is in there. there. Will it tell you if I'm in there? Yep. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> All right. How about this rule? I can go in. No. I just I'm not allowed to to comment. No, because you wouldn't be able to. I you wouldn't can't be able. Help. Yeah. You, you, you think can. you know me so well? Yeah. You do. I say, let him, I say, I say, let him do it. I don't think he wills. Like, I don't think he'll be able to stop himself. No. I know our chatters; they'll try and bait me. Yeah, exactly. Just start saying, you know, troll him, because Buzz always feeds the trolls. Man, he's like the he's like an old man at a park feeding ducks, except it's old man Buzz feeding the trolls on the Facebook chat. That's right, uh, Lisa. Start off telling us about this. Uh, it's, it's the district, uh, not the district attorney, the, the attorney, attorney general. general of the entire state. Yeah, of South Dakota. Yeah, oh, what this happened? This is interesting, and a lot of people are asking some questions. South Dakota's attorney general, uh, Jason Ravsborg, uh, collision is under investigation. So this is what happened. On Saturday night, um, they're saying that he called 911 because he thought he struck a deer on a local highway. Well, it turns out he fatally struck a 55-year-old pedestrian whose body wasn't found until the morning. Now, this crash is under investigation, and we're learning a lot more details. 44-year-old says he's shocked and filled with sorrow, cooperating with the investigation. Uh, they report that the attorney general was driving home from uh, a local political fundraising dinner uh, in Redfield. It's about 110 miles away when the collision took place. His office says that he immediately called 911 about 10.30 p.m. after colliding with what he thought was a deer. The Department of Public Safety wasn't releasing whether or not the South Dakota Attorney General stopped to confirm or inspect his vehicle's damage. Uh, his office says he didn't realize he hit a person until Sunday morning when a body was found. Wait, so he just, he just like, oh, I, I, I mean, according to his version, he hit a deer and just decided... He right, called, I'm just going to keep on driving. Well, he says that he called to inform people that he did hit a deer. Uh, but so so they did ask the question, uh, was he drinking at this event? And a spokesperson for the attorney general said, while he does drink, he has, quote, made it a practice not to drink at the Lincoln Day events, which is the political function he was attending. Real specific there. Drinks, but just not at this one dinner. Uh, so people are asking questions. Um, people think he was intoxicated, and that's why he didn't call police right away? Yeah, that is kind of what some people are looking at right now. Uh, he said on— That's called pulling a Kennedy, you know? And that's what I thought of when I saw this. So he says here, I didn't see what I hit. This is a statement that he put out to the Sioux Falls uh, newspaper. All I could see were pieces of my vehicle laying on and around the roadway. He says he waited um, for a sheriff to arrive— but they say that they searched the area because apparently there was someone else in that vehicle with him. And it was his, uh, I believe his uh, assistant was in the vehicle as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it says that they both fruitlessly searched well, at least the area. that assistant didn't end up at the bottom of a lake by a bridge, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, he says that he drove home in the sheriff's personal vehicle after the sheriff arrived. But they said that they didn't see anybody and they searched with flashlights. Wait, so a sheriff did show up? Yeah. Well, that, the sheriff would have... Would have noted if there was alcohol in his breath, right? So it sounds like he called the police. It, it sounds like it was... Wait, how was it a hit and run if he called the sheriff? Uh, oh, he didn't call till the following morning. No, he called that night, but right, they're okay. not saying it's a hit and run. They're saying his the family of the victim who was hit is saying, how could you not see a person's body laying there? Uh, how about... Did they ask the sheriff's deputy that? 
and that is what they want to know. They, there's a lot of questions that the family wants answered. Right. Uh, they say that an investigation has been launched. Uh, the attorney general says he's cooperating fully, has agreed to a search of cell phones. Um, he says that he was not drinking before, during, or after the dinner uh, fundraiser. Um, none of this, though, has been verified by authorities, and the man's family is at a loss, saying that a deer doesn't look like a human's body, so how could you not see it? Um, I've never hit a deer or a human, so I, I wouldn't <laughs> know, but it doesn't seem like they'd be... I mean, I guess it could happen so quick, maybe? I don't know. And this is the thing, too. So the guy who was hit by the vehicle, he had actually crashed his truck earlier in the night. Uh, so that's why he was doing out walking on the highway? He hit a hay bale, uh, which oh, I guess they have those on the side of the road in South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota, come on. <laughs> Get stuff out of the road. Uh, so there was a hay bale. He hit it. His friend picked him up, took his home, took him home, and then he went back to his truck. They think he might have forgotten something. So he walked back to his vehicle, and then that is when the crash happened, uh, that he was hit. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of questions, and the family says that, uh, they do want some information. Uh, they said that there is some information that hasn't been released yet. For That's instance, weird. That deer that I just hit looked like it was wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah. When and how the um, Ravensburg contacted the sheriff's department. Um, that is something they don't know yet. They also said whether... Ravensburg is the... Is the yes. Uh, is the uh, yes. attorney general. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, got out of how, whether or not he got out of the car after the crash to look for the deer and to any damage for his car. So this is all statements he made to the newspaper, but these are not on record as what exactly happened. Um, whether or not the local law enforcement uh, helped him with the search, he says they did, but that is still, they say, hasn't been released. Um, and they're waiting for the investigation to continue, so they're still looking into that. All right. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get to entertainment news. Joanna has some headlines for us from Hollywood, the world of entertainment. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. As Dax Shepard marks his 16th year of sobriety, wife Kristen Bell revealed the unconventional way their two daughters continue to support their daddy. When their father cracks open an O'Doul's, a non-alcoholic beer, so do their kids. Ages? We'll get to that. All right. Bell opened up on the Say Yes podcast about why she allows Lincoln, who is seven, and Delta, who is five, to drink O'Doul's. She explains that when their girls were babies, her husband used to pop a non-alcoholic beer in his hand, and whenever they went for a stroll in the baby Bjorn, the baby would paw at it and rim and put the rim in her mouth. She says it's a sentimental thing for her girls. She also says that it has allowed them to have a conversation with their daughters about sobriety and why their father can't drink. Did this become an issue because one of the kids had, or both of the kids had it during a Zoom meeting or a Zoom school or whatever? So she says that when the girls went back to school through Zoom, they snuck a bottle to drink during snack time. And that's when she said, I have to start confessing as to why my daughters had uh, an O'Doul's with them during snack time. And she says that they were just sipping on their O'Doulies. And she thought, well, what must the parents and teachers think of me? And that's why she decided this is why we let them drink it. How old are the kids? Five and seven. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, five and seven year old. Beer tastes awful, right? It does taste yeah. awful, right? What, what, I remember my babysitter's husband when I was like about that age. Gave me a sip of his cores, and I was like, "This is disgusting." 
disgusting. Right. My, and I never, ever again wanted it grandma, until I was in high school. My grandma gave me a sip of beer, and I thought, oh, it looks like cream soda. It's going to taste like cream soda. It's, it it does not, not taste, taste like cream like soda, soda mm-hmm. at all. I'd yeah. drink a lot more beer if it tasted like cream soda. Exactly. But so. that, that parenting move sounds like something Eleanor Shellstrop uh, would do. That was her character on The Good Place. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she says they call it essentially a bubbly juice, and the girls like to drink it because it makes them feel close to their dad. Does O'Doul's taste like beer? I've mm-hmm. never had one. I've had one. It tastes like beer. Yeah, I've never seen the point of it. <laughs> like, I don't especially like the taste of beer even now. Right? Like, yeah, if it didn't, either. you know, it's the alcohol that you drink beer for, I always thought. It's bubbly like juice the beer. for the family yeah. now. I know a lot of people like the taste of beer, but... I'd but drink a lot more beer seven? if it tasted like cream soda. Right? <laughs> I thought it would taste like cream soda. I was so disappointed. Right? South Park will tackle the COVID-19 pandemic in an upcoming hour-long special. The episode is titled The Pandemic Special and finds Stan's father, Randy, coming to terms with his role in the COVID-19 outbreak as the citizens of the town deal with the continued challenges of the pandemic. Meanwhile, the kids return to school only to find that nothing is the same, not their teachers, not their homeroom, not even Cartman. I wonder if it's going to have to do with Randy's uh, project with Tegrity Farms. You know, if that's how the COVID's definitely spread. possible. We found out something. Joanna's never seen an episode I've of South Park. Never seen an episode. We and should give her a list of South yes, Park episodes to watch. Do that for watch. me, please. We'll do that. The wait, same, and then it'll only be Brandon giving me a list. Hey, yeah. we, we like talked about with this. The Friends one. We talked about Lenny this. Lenny Winks. That's a good one. <laughs> a, a little earlier, South Park has taken like a lot of positions and made fun of things that that other people have totally been canceled for, mm-hmm. like hashtag canceled. Um, can you think of any examples? There was one where they were uh, talking about transgenderism. You know, J.K. Rowling, I don't know if she's been canceled, but she's really taken a beating because she, she says there's a difference between uh, biological female and transgender female. And because of that, she's getting, uh, you know, a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. They did a whole thing where it was, Brandon, what was the example you used, the episode? Using the um, F word, the three-letter F word, um, and it was Mr. Garrison can say it because he was gay, but other people couldn't say it because they weren't. Well, they had another one where there was a motorcycle gang, and and they said, hey, you guys quit being such three-letter word for gay that starts with an F, and it was like, no, it's okay as long as you're not calling an actual gay person that. Mm-hmm. There was another one where, do you remember um, Mr. G- was it Mr. Garrison that had the, the sex change operation? I think so. Okay. So one of them, I think it might have been Kyle's dad, decided that he wanted to be a dolphin. So he found some kind of surgeon that, that put a, a beak and a blowhole on him. And I think their point was, you know, just having surgery to make you a dolphin doesn't make you a dolphin mm-hmm. <laughs> any more than having surgery to make you a woman. I, and I'm just pointing out that they don't, somehow they're immune to the flack that other people get for doing kind of the same stuff. I'll have to see to see how it is that they can get away with that. They do. They get a pass somehow. Uh-huh. They use the N-word okay. in episodes. Yeah, we got to come up with a good list here for Joanna. Yes, make me a list. South Park, the pandemic special airs September 30th on Comedy Central. The entertainment news, I'm Joanna. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
Well, since we were talking about COVID-19, you know, they're trying to get this vaccine going. The Russians say they have a vaccine. Uh, We'll see. And the president has been hinting that he's they're going to have a vaccine that is going to be either in October or early November. Uh, Researchers at the University of Pittsburgh, though, have a new drug that this isn't a vaccine because the gist of a vaccine is you take a little bit of the disease provoke your body's immune system you know so there's a little bit of the flu vaccine uh, you know whatever it is but this is not a vaccine this is it would help you make antibodies without getting the virus and they say it could prevent you from catching it for weeks or even months without getting a booster and they believe it also might help people recover who already have uh, the virus Here is John Mellers, the Chief of Infectious Diseases at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. And he's got a few more details about this drug that they're working on uh, that they say is showing some promise right now. CNBC host Jim Cramer had to apologize after he called Nancy Pelosi Crazy Nancy. The thing is, Nancy Pelosi was right there. He said it to her face. I mean, I get apologizing, but also you got to be kind of impressed that Jim Cramer would call her. That's what the president calls her on Twitter and stuff. And Jim Cramer called her Crazy Nancy while she was right there. The trailer for season two of Mandalorian, which returns uh, October 30th on Disney Plus, dropped yesterday. So I did a, uh, one of my trailer breakdowns. The way that works is I'll, I'll watch the trailer. It's like the first time I watch the trailer, so I have to give all my impressions just based on you know what pops in my head. So I've got a version of that. Uh, essentially, uh, the Mandalorian's protecting you know the baby Yoda. I think everybody, that's not a spoiler for anybody. If no. you haven't heard about baby Yoda, um, he goes to what looks like Tatooine, which is the... How much of this do I need to explain? I'm just assuming everybody knows what Tatooine is, right? What is Tatooine? I don't uh, know what Tatooine, Tatooine is. Is it like a desert? So what is that? It is. It's a desert planet. Good morning, Steve Kaplowitz. Hey, good morning. Is that where the... It's where Luke is, was from. Oh, okay. So Luke... And Anakin. Ah. Yeah, Anakin. So... Who's Anakin? Anakin's Darth Vader. Okay. Uh, it's the desert planet. Also, that's where Jabba the Hutt lives. What about the Yusa guy? Is that him? No, Who's that, that was uh, Bingo Boss Bango. Nass. That's Boss Nass. No, the you saw. He's, but she's thinking of, oh, crud. I can't believe it. I've worked all this time You're to block. Of Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, I've worked so oh, long to him, block yeah. that uh, out of my mind. Well, that's, the, the, that's how the Gungans speak, and that's over on Naboo. Yeah, that's Naboo. <laughs> yeah, you totally needed to break this down for us. But it looks like uh, they're back on Tatooine. And I, I just think it's weird that so much happens on Tatooine when every character goes out of their way to say that nothing ever happens on Tatooine. That is like well, you're assuming. That it's Tatooine? Yeah. Well, you got Tusken Raiders. You got Banthas. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but you also thought the same thing about... Um, the other movies, and they have not been on Tatooine. They've just been planets that have been deserts. Well, there's also an ice planet, so automatically I thought, well, could this be Hoth? But maybe it's not. My more interesting question is, how come every planet has one climate? Yeah, that's a weird thing. It's like, you know, we've got every climate pretty much on this planet, but in Star Wars it's like either it's a jungle 
or it's a desert. And that's the end. completely icy. And that's about it. Um, I'm just trying to do this from memory. You can see my trailer uh, breakdown. But but here's, did you watch Mandalorian, Steve, or are you just not interested in The Mandalorian? Oh, I enjoyed it. It was actually very good. That was one of the first things on, um, you know, I guess, what is that? Uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. It's one of the first things I watched when uh, when it dropped. So, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's cool. And it's a thing that you can watch, like, even if you're not familiar with the Star Wars universe, I think you can enjoy it. You know, not on the same level that people that are really into Star Wars can enjoy it, but I think you can just start watching it and, and follow what's going on. Uh, so, anyway... The Mandalorian, as far as I can tell, takes place sometime after Return of the Jedi. That's when Luke and the Rebels and the uh, the second Death Star blows up. And then you see the uh, Ewoks, like, playing the drums on the Stormtrooper's head. So, you know, you think, oh, okay, well, the good guys won and Darth Vader's dead and the, the Emperor's dead and everything. So it happens after that, but before The Force Awakens which is the most recent trilogy of movies. So in between that time, which would be a span of what, about about 40 years, we guess? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So in, in there, there's this baby Yoda, and you're thinking, <laughs> well... <laughs> the way you said, and in there, there's this baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> so I guess, like, Yoda, whatever species Yoda is, because they've never said what the species is, there are so few of them... Although didn't we see like a like a lady Yoda in in the earlier movies in, in, in one the prequels of the, yeah yeah in the prequels we saw some lady Yoda but they didn't really expound on it I guess maybe this species there aren't many of them and they're only they live to be hundreds and hundreds of years old so anyway you got baby Yoda he's a baby but he's fifty years old Joanna uh, yeah hmm. wait have you seen well, have you do you know what I'm talking about yes I've seen the Mandalorian oh you've seen the Mandalorian yes. Okay, and Steve. Hey, I've got another Mandalorian. question. I've got a question too. So, um, so when Luke was raised, he was raised by um, his aunt and uncle, right? Mm-hmm. Was that the aunt and uncle? Um, was that uh, on on Anakin's side, or because okay. I was always confused as to Let how because they never really introduced them. So, yeah, so uh, Anakin's mother was a slave named Shmi. After Anakin left with the Jedi to become a Jedi, Shmi married this farmer. He bought her. He bought her and freed her. And this is all explained in Attack of the Clones. Okay. Uh, he already had a son. That son is the aunt, is the uncle that Luke was raised by. You follow that? Slave mother bought by this mm-hmm. this old man. Okay. He frees her and treats her, you know, well. And his son is Uncle Owen. So it's really like a step. It's like a step uncle, then, right? Is that pretty much the yeah. way it would go? Yeah, it's a step okay. Uncle. That makes that makes more that makes more sense. Now right. I get it. All that right. was confusing, but thank you for that. That that solves uh, years of uh, of frustration because I never knew that backstory and was always wondering how it worked. So a, a Yoda of any kind, like a baby Yoda or any kind of Yoda, is obviously a big deal. Where's the Yoda in the new movies? Starting with the Force Awakens, you would think if you had this powerful Force practitioner that he would help the rebels against the new order he's not to be seen in any of them what happened to him you know does he die does baby yoda die joanna i don't know but well you're gonna have to watch the season find out right I, yeah that's exactly what's gonna that's what i was happen. thinking was like okay so the trailer shows the mandalorian trying to get the baby yoda to and he says his people or its people 
We don't know if he's talking about other Yodas or the. Have you ever seen a planet? The, is, is is there a planet of Yodas? No, no, we don't know. It's a really mysterious uh, part of the story. Is we don't know. Uh, about Yoda's planet, we don't know if there are many others of them. I guess we saw that one uh, female Yoda whose name was Yaddle, by the way. <laughs> but we've only seen three of Yoda's species, the baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, oh, maybe the Mandalorian, because everybody's trying to kill the baby. Not everybody, but a lot of people. All the bounty hunters, the robot. Why do they bounty want hunt- the baby dead? We don't know. They want the baby it's dead. Super powerful in the Force. Uh, also, like oh. the. So the director, Werner Herzog, plays the guy who sends the Mandalorian He's out. The one on that his, goes, I, I want like to, to see, see the baby. The baby. <laughs> uh, he says what? I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Mm-hmm. I, I and a, we're all like, yes, me too. Yeah, I, take a lo- I take a lot of pride in my impersonation of Werner Herzog. Go on. Uh, so he's like... Well, the doctor's like, remember? You wanted your impersonation. We wanted you to say, I, I would like to see the baby. Well, I'm, I had to back up. So th- there's like a doctor who who insists that the baby be br- brought in alive. And then Werner Herzog is like, or dead if necessary. Right? So he uh-huh. doesn't care. The robot bounty hunter, you know that badass robot? Who's voiced by? Uh, Taiki Watiti. Taika Watiti. That was one badass robot. He was totally willing to kill the baby Yoda. You got all these other bounty hunters. I think there are a lot of people that are after the baby Yoda. And then you got and Gus Spring shows up. That like rewired the robot. The the Ugnot. The Ugnot. There we go. Yeah. But do you that remember? That was voiced by. That was Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yeah. I have spoken. I have spoken. Remember at the end, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who played Gus Spring on Breaking Bad, he shows up, and I guess he's... He's also in Lisa, the boys! He, that's the magic mirror, Lisa, from oh, Once Upon thank a you. Time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. He's also, he's the, also he's in the, the boys. boys! Yeah, he's the CEO in the boys. So the he bot. he shows up, and he's obviously trying to, to, to either capture him or kill the baby. So there's a lot of people trying to kill the baby Yoda. I'm excited he got out of that mirror. I mean, it was a long time. Maybe the baby Yoda is still is still like a like a teenage Yoda by the time. Maybe he's not ready to fight the New Order by the time. Like how he got teenage Groot in um, like Infinity War and stuff, and he's just a brat. He's playing his video games the whole time, he's talking back constantly. Fight the Empire! I do not want to. Like that, you know? Maybe uh-huh. he's just like on Twitch all the time and on doesn't Twitch. want to do it. Uh, so anyway, you need to do that. I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Mm. No? I feel like it could have been better. Well, I don't remember the read exactly, but Mm -hmm. it's just like the general voice and the accent. I would like to see the baby. Like, he can't wait any longer. He wants to see the baby. Do you have the asset? Uh Uh-huh. Listen, I'm nailing the Werner Werner Herzog. I feel like that one could have been a little better. (laughs) It's fine. Watch the clip, and then we'll we'll circle back to this. All right. Very good. Um, let's take a break. So Steve is joining us today. I wasn't sure. Uh, we're going to find out has the uh, has we the can big do it now. Has the I thought we had to take a break. No, I told you we have two stop sets today. We have two stop sets today. <laughs> that means that if we you so choose, I mean, you could, we can do three segments and then we could do it so that we go right into music. That would make Kevin happy. Or you can push it so that we have a long segment commercials, long segment commercials, and then music. All right, so let's uh, find out the latest. There's going to be an announcement. I don't know if it's taking place today or not, but from the Big Ten, and they're announcing when they're going to start playing college football again. Yeah, that already happened. All right, what happened? Um, They are going to resume the weekend of October the 24th. 
So October 24th, the Big Ten will resume. They will have their championship game on December the 19th. Now, is a team like like Ohio State, are they going to get back in the rankings without playing any of their pre-conference schedule? That's interesting and a good – I don't even know about the rankings this year. I mean, what do you do? How do you rank a team that hasn't played when everybody else has already had probably uh, 10 games or so? I, I think Not 10 games, but like at least four or five games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, has anybody had a real challenge? Has any like power conference team really been challenged? The Longhorns had UTEP, for instance. We did have some challenge. Well, a lot of uh, three Big Ten, uh, three Big Twelve teams lost to Sun Belt teams um, over the weekend. Yeah, what happened? No. Well, we had some upsets, that's for sure. Um, And I would say probably the biggest upset in the Big Twelve from this past weekend was Iowa State, who was ranked twenty third, lost. Uh, at home to the Ragin' Cajuns of uh, Louisiana, 31-14. to so Okay. A, a trouncing. Um, also, we had um, Arkansas State beat Kansas State on the road. So Arkansas State went into Manhattan, beat K-State 35-31. Uh, Kansas lost to Coastal Carolina, 38-23. Hey, what's going and on? Texas, what's yeah, was, what's happening bad. with it? Bad. It was. It was a great weekend for the Sun Belt. Terrible weekend for the, for the Big Twelve. And Texas Tech narrowly escaped a scare um, in Lubbock by Houston Baptist, who lost thirty. Uh, they lost thirty five thirty three. So the Texas Tech Red Raiders won by two. But in that game, remember that Houston Baptist quarterback that came into El Paso last year and just lit up the miners. Yeah. Well, over the weekend, the same guy threw. Forget this. Four touchdowns and 567 yards against the Red Raiders defense. Impressive. 567, Buzz. And yet, they lost. They Justin lost Underwood cannot be, cannot be feeling good about this. Well, no, because uh, Texas Tech hosts the Longhorns um, here a week from Saturday. And the Longhorns are now ranked ninth in the country. And based on the way Texas Tech played the first week, uh, it could be ugly. And by the way... How about this? Since Texas Tech returned to campus in June, 75 players have tested positive for the coronavirus. Wait, which one, Tech or, or UT? Tech. Tech. Mm. Well, according 75. to Ed Orgeron, um, like pretty much all of uh, LSU, all of his players have actually tested positive. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a great quote. That was a great quote. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they don't care for the game. Hopefully they'll be ready for the game and we live to fight another day. We live to fight another day. I have spoken. I have spoken. (laughs) Is it just me or do we need to get Ed Orgeron somewhere in the new updated version of Splash Mountain that's going to be the princess and the frog? (laughs) Yeah, I don't get that, but whatever. I mean, he's got a great voice. Princess and the frog takes place in a swamp. I don't remember that. Um, so I, I think it's a good question. Like when you got one of these, uh, you know, top schools out of the big 10, when they start playing, well, they didn't, Mm -hmm. they didn't have to worry about getting bumped off by, uh, by a non-conference opponent like some of these others. So do you give them credit for having won all those games they didn't play or losing all those games? Or do you just leave them out of the equation altogether? So right now I am looking at the current top 25 in college football. And there is not a single team from the Big Ten 
that is currently in the top twenty-five. So I wonder how no, they will. They took out. The they schools. took them out. They took yeah, out they weren't included right. in the rankings they at all. Start, the, the original. That's rankings, what I'm saying. The original rankings were Big Ten and Pac-12. And yeah. then when the season started, they took those two out. I'd be willing to bet now that Ohio State uh, and schools from the Big Ten are going to be able to play, they're going to put them back in the range. Well, you they think they're just going yeah, to put them back where they had them? I think they'll probably wait until they're playing games. Like right That's now, what I would say. That's yeah. what I would say. You can't put them back in a month before they start to play. That makes no sense. So what I think they'll do is they'll just let everybody slug it out for the first month of the season, and then all of a sudden, randomly, you'll start to see all these Big Ten teams put right back into the uh, to the uh, top 25 without playing a game. Hey, while we got you, let's talk a little uh, Cowboys football. So the Cowboys could have won that game, but they decided to go for it on a fourth down. And I haven't heard a lot of Cowboy fans or fans in general talking about that decision. That was Mike McCarthy's very first game as the head coach. Yes. And it's one of those plays where if they make it, uh, and they could have gotten in, uh, you know, they, they could have uh, gone for the the three-point, the field goal to tie it up, there but they go. decided to go for the first down to get it. I haven't heard a lot of yay or nay. If you get if you do a play like that and and it works out for you, you win the game. You're you're a bold hero. But if you don't go for it, usually you get raked over the coals for making mm-hmm. a bad coaching decision. I haven't heard either one of those from anybody. I, I only no. got around to watching the end of the Cowboys game yesterday because I had it DVR'd. Dak said he loved the call. He thought it was aggressive, and he was happy that uh, McCarthy was going for it because it showed confidence in Dak and the offense. Yeah, so your quarterback's happy. That's not nothing, but what? No, what do uh, the what fans do, were upset? Yeah. Fans, I mean, look, you, you took points off the board, which is ultimately the problem here. Um, in, and yet, you know, in the defense of uh, McCarthy, he thought you know, eleven minutes left in the fourth, plenty of time to come back down if we need to, kick another field goal, tie the game. And then, of course, you had that, uh, that, that controversial play late where Gallup looked to me like that was just regular um, you know, contact with Jalen Ramsey as they were going down the field. But they called but the, the pass interference on Gallup, right? On the offensive play, yeah. right, on the receiver for the Cowboys, which negated a long, long play that ultimately would have set them back into field goal range, potentially also a game-winning touchdown. So that turned out to be the, uh, the, uh, one of the plays of the game. Oh, I but, think if the Cowboys had come back and won in any way, nobody would have been talking about the decision go for it on fourth down right but here's the thing too buzz okay this dallas team has too much uh too much talent on the offensive side of the football to score 17 points in a football game there's no reason why the dallas cowboys should ever be held uh, under you know 20 to 20 you know 20 23 24 points because there's just so much talent there on offense and that's the thing and that's what people are upset about is they feel that you know what this was not necessarily a great rams defense this was just uh, the cowboys not producing especially in the second half when they needed to i think i saw the stat was like one of eight or one of nine which was what um uh, Dak was on third down in the second half, and you can't that that you can't have. Well, Zeke did his part. He had almost a hundred yards rushing. He had both of their touchdowns. So, so you got to think of all the stars. Uh, Zeke Elliott did his part. Who who underperformed on the offense, or do you think it, you put it more on coaching? Dak. I didn't think mm-hmm. Prescott played well. When you're when you're a starting quarterback on a team like that, and you're one of eight on third downs in the second half, that's not good enough. And you know, you look at Dak's numbers: uh, twenty five out of thirty nine. 266 yards and, and a touchdown. 
and you know the completion rate is fine, but you know what? Uh, they they didn't produce when they needed to. He, they they sacked him three times, and ultimately, you know, Amari Cooper caught ten passes. Ceedee Lamb, the rookie, caught five, and after that, it was kind of spread around a little bit. But Blake Jarwin's out for the season. He's the tight end that was replacing uh, Jason Witten. He injured himself in the game, and he's done for the year. So now they've got to go deeper into the tight end uh, depth chart, and and ultimately, Buzz, as good as Zeke was. Um, you know, Dak's got to be better. Dak, you're paying a guy $40 million or 30-something, whatever it is, because they, they couldn't come to the long extension. So he's got the franchise tag. And you know what? If you're a $40 million quarterback, you've got to win a game like that. You can't, you can't go down and, and lose that one. All right. Uh, what else do you want to talk about in sports, Steve? There might How about be the Clippers losing yeah, last Clippers night? Clippers lost That was to a the huge Nuggets. upset. Yes. Oh. You sound disgusted. No, I mean, think about this. You sound you like had, you're a Clippers fan. No, I'm just saying it was amazing because you have Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George, and everybody was already penciling in Clippers-Lakers in the in the Western Conference Finals. Remember, the Clippers had a three-games-to-one lead. All they had to do was win one of the last three games, and this series would have been over. And every game went the same way. Clippers started out strong. Nuggets beat them up in the second half, came back and, and overtook, and over, was able to overtake the, uh, the Clippers and win each game. And yesterday, I don't know if you, you guys probably weren't awake late um, last night, but it was amazing because as the Nuggets built this double-digit lead, you started to see brick after brick after brick by the Clippers, and I'm talking about George and Kawhi. Paul George took a three-pointer that hit the side of the backboard. It was the it looked like a shot you would see at a rec league from somebody that does not belong on the outside yeah. shooting a three-pointer. It it's, was awful. Yeah, it sounds like some of the guys we used to play with at the JCC, right, Steve? Bingo. There you go. <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not going to name names, but we, you know who you are. And it was just, it was wild to watch. So the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, we're not talking about Dan Issel and Alex English and that group from the 80s. We're talking about uh, Murray and, and Jokic and those te- They are now into the Western Conference Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. That's a big, big story in basketball. All right, and, because, and Brandon, who's you know, going to Cancun now? There was uh, some conversation yeah, about who's Damian, going to Cancun. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum decided that uh, they haven't officially booked their plans yet, so they're wondering <laughs> if Patrick Beverly would like to join them <laughs> down in Cancun. Hey, That uh, is awesome. Cap, uh, we got that Hockeyville thing. I don't know if we ever talked to you about it, uh, but you know, we, we tried to get the word out, and, and El Paso responded. So we got uh, our hockey franchise, the Rhinos, are going to get $150,000 in upgrade, mm. and they're supposed to be like an NHL team that's going to come in and play on the Rhinos' ice. Well, there's not supposed to be. It's happening. There's going to be an NHL preseason game, an exhibition game, coming to the event center um, probably next year is what they're saying right now. All right. I was just wondering if there'd been any follow-up. Do you know what they're going to use the 150000 for? Have you talked yes. to Corey or any of those guys? The, listen, listen to Lisa. I mean, the roof. you know what? This goes to show me that when it comes to this radio show, you've got some <laughs> very, very smart people next to you, and they know more than you believe. Because Would you like Lisa, to know? why yes. the roof is on fire it is not on fire oh, well we it kind of no is water. during the summer uh that's the reason they have to shut down the rink uh for three months during the summer is because of the roof if if we can get the new roof put in then you can have the hockey rink open uh, you know all year round 12 months 365 and days do you remember back and specifically in- yeah they're going to insulate kevin the be so, so proud that's what they want to do 
Yeah. They want to insulate mm-hmm. the roof, and that'll that'll allow them to to keep the rink open in the summer um, more. I don't know if it's going to be open twelve months out of the year, but it'll be still you know ten to eleven. What's months. that building called that they play in? It used to be called something else, but it's uh, used to. Well, they played it. in the. They played in the Coliseum. No, no, now it's yeah. the no, 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 but it's center. called something. Yeah, it, the Event Center. It used to be called. It used to be called the Sierra Providence Event Center. Now it's just called the Event Center. You're thinking of the Equestrian yeah, Center. Yeah, I was thinking of the Equestrian Center because it used to be the home of the rodeo. That's yeah. Right. Um, are they going to fumigate the men's locker room because that? Is, hmm. No. Look, use 149,000 on the roof. Use a thousand to get some uh, Glade stick ups or something, man. Because have you ever been in a hockey locker room and smelled? Took taking a whiff of that? Just that no. one. Just the one where we have to go change for our Christmas show. And it's like, you guys have no idea. He's the only one who has to change for the Christmas show. Yeah, Yeah, we already go dressed. Yeah, join the sun. I'm the tree Um, sometimes. (laughs) If you think that smell is bad, go during a game when they're actually in there. And it's a heck of a lot different than what you're used to and what you experienced when you went. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, so they had a peace agreement that took place in uh, in the White House yesterday. I'm going to bring this up because otherwise pe- people would claim, well, you never give Trump credit, even if he deserves credit. So it was uh, a peace understanding between Israel and Bahrain and United Arab Emirates. Look, I think in that in that region of the world, and especially when you're talking about Israel, any kind of peace with with any uh, mm-hmm. anybody around there is a good thing. Right. But these are tiny, you know, Bahrain and United Arab Emirates are these progress tiny little Progress is progress. Countries. Yeah, but no, I agree. So definitely I'm saying that to begin with, but these are these tiny little uh, countries that are over a thousand miles away from Israel. I mean, Israel still, it's not like they made peace with the, with the, with Jordan or the uh, Syrians or the Palestinians or anything hey, like that. Or even, even Saudi Arabia. Netanyahu was thankful for yeah. this. No, it's a great thing. I don't want to take away from it. And it's definitely like a headline in the news today. But, you know, this, this doesn't mean peace in the Middle East. This means that they, you know, come to some kind of partnership agreement with two of the Arab states that are the most progressive in that area. You know, like you could go there and women wear bikinis on the beach and you can get a beer almost anywhere. So I, I, I'm not knocking it. I, I'm just saying, let's be realistic are. about it. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm like, but you are. Well, maybe it's because like on on uh, on the Trump side and really even the as much as Trump complains about the mainstream media, this is headline in the New York Times and the Washington Post. I mean, I think they're giving him plenty of credit but it's not like all of a sudden he solved all the problems in the Middle East. Not not by a long shot. Hey, uh, Cappy, I don't know if you're still there, but uh, somebody called in earlier today to tell us about their dog that ate a baseball hole. Really? Yeah. I mean, like when you say ate a baseball hole, you mean that they just, you know, most of the dogs are put it in their mouth and then it's a toy. But this one just took the b- baseball and swallowed it. I, I had to have the guy impressive. on the air to explain it because I thought, OK, well, he chewed the, the the baseball into pieces and swallowed it. That No, he swallowed it. Here, listen, I got the call. I can play back for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess it probably, uh, you know, cleared the road there, so to speak. Did you find out what kind of dog it was? Yeah, it was like a it was like a pit bull mix. 
Okay. Here's another. Uh, here's somebody else who called in. I thought this was pretty good. I think this was Ben, right? <laughs> there was more to that call, but just the idea that this retired police dog. Once hey, a police dog, always, always police dog, police right? Dog. Police dogs for life. Um, Steve, is there is there anything we haven't covered in sports that you want to go over? I think we hit most of the big stuff. Yeah, for the most part, um, you you were able. to Do we do know that, which um, hockey team is coming in to no. play a preseason? Game? I, I would assume it's going to be the Dallas Stars because when the um, Rhinos have done the NHL programs over the last five six years, they've always partnered with the Dallas Stars. So I would expect the Stars to be one of the teams, but we just don't know who their opponent could be. So or would be. I mean, it's it could be anyone for that matter. It'd be kind of cool if uh, whoever makes it to the Stanley Cup final against the Dallas Stars, that's the teams that we get the matchup. That would be amazing. So, Well, if we have about... two any NHL teams, regardless of who they are, but especially if they're, you know, Dallas, but whoever it is, that's going to be a hard ticket to get. I mean, you know, the, how many seats are there at that equestrian center arena? About 2,000. Yeah, so they are going to be way more than 2,000 people who want to get in and take a look at. Oh, sure. Especially if they win the title, man. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be amazing because the Stars have ha- are having one of the great um, you know, playoff runs of all time. They really are. Um, you know, They were on the brink of elimination a few rounds ago against Colorado. They survived, and now here they are back in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's incredible. Let me give you a little preview of what's on uh, TV tonight. There's one thing that I... I think a lot of people are going to be excited about. Uh, you'll know when I get to it, but tonight on CBS, the 55th Academy of Country Music Awards, Keith Urban is your host. That's not what I was talking about. Uh, there's a two-hour special on ABC about Notre Dame. It's a documentary about the fire that happened last year featuring a lot of interviews. So two hours about uh, Notre Dame. over on F- Not the school. Not the school, the church. You know, the one with the hunchback. On FXX, the 11th season premiere of Archer. Yeah. That was the one I was thinking. Like, so many people love Archer. I'm I don't hate behind, it, but I've never really gotten in on it. I, I never got into it the way I got into other, like, Rick and Morty or any of the other cartoons that I watch. But Archer's great, man. It's more subtle. Is the is Archer the same guy that's the dad on Bob's Burgers? Yep, yeah. Bob, I guess. Yep, that's the same voice guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. John Benjamin. Uh, on Netflix, there's some new shows uh, that are debuting today. There's uh, why, why does Netflix even bother with the singing competition show? It just seems like that's covered, right? Uh, it depends. Do I don't that. know. I really like. I really enjoyed Rhythm and Flow, which was with uh, Cardi B. Uh, Chance the Rapper and T.I. That was a really good uh, singing competition. Well, Sing On premieres on Netflix. Singing competition hosted by Titus Burgess with a grand prize of $60,000. They got a documentary that's premiering today on Netflix about the 1986 space shuttle disaster. Oh, I did see the trailer for that. Challenger, the final flight. That is one of those moments, you know, when people talk about like your grandparents. You remember where you were? You remember where you were. You know, when it, my parents were remember where they were when they heard JFK. We all remember where we were when we heard about 
That's one I remember exactly because I was late for a class. It was, I was a freshman in college, and I went in, and this was on the TV in my dorm room, and I made it to class late, and I'm telling everybody that this happened, and it's just not sinking in. And I'm like, no, no, you guys don't understand. It blew up in the middle of the air, and they're like, uh, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And then it was it was later in the day. That, yeah, just like you know, the time you wait, you're waiting Godfather's Pizza. Just like the time <laughs> Michael Jackson showed up at your house to use the bathroom, right, Okay, Buzz? Bren. Michael Jackson didn't show up to my house to use the bathroom. I, I don't know but what his you guys sister did. But his sister did. Oh, my God. Again, the what Goonies, are you... Man. The Goonies, yeah, It's been a long time since I've seen the Goonies, you're guys. You're chunk. <laughs> Jerk alert. Just because I've done it's the chunk, chunk dance. It's the truffle shuffle? Hello. Just because I've done the truffle shuffle on camera does not mean that I'm chunk. Okay. Mm. There's a... Uh, Who do you think you are in the Goonies? Uh, uh, mouth? No. Do you think you're mouth? No, I'm not mouth. I think you're mouth. I'm... I'm uh, uh, crud. My mom's favorite part. Wouldn't be here if it wasn't. <laughs> I'm Josh Brolin, of course. Okay. Okay. The workout guy, okay. you know, no. if you say so. I'm Josh Brolin. Okay. No. No. Also on Netflix today, Criminal UK, and uh, this is second season. Criminal UK is that like a reality show? Like a? I don't know. No, I don't. I, I'm surprised there's even a, that it's a second season. I've literally never heard of it before today. I was watching this show called Hinterland, and it's a it's a Welsh police kind of mystery show. <laughs> How's that? It's really good. Do they speak Welsh or English? It's uh, kind of a combo. There's times where they'll say stuff, and I'm like, I have no idea. What That's a weird that. language, Welsh. Big time. But the interesting thing is they don't have guns over there. Like, the police don't necessarily carry guns. So where you might see a shootout or you might see something go down. You see some intricate wordplay? Well, I mean, it's just <laughs> like it's just like a fist fight. Like the cops go to bring somebody yeah, in and they've got a fight. Yeah, it's really it's 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 really different. It's really good though. It's called Hinterland. Check Hinterland. it out. Another uh, premiere, and this one stars. If you need a Spider-Man fix, Tom Holland stars in The Devil All the Time on Ooh. Netflix. And I'm not sure. Th- oh, this has to be a movie because look at yes. all the look at all the actors in it. Tom Holland faces down a serial killer, a crooked sheriff, and a sleazy preacher. In this movie, set between World War II and Vietnam, Bill Skarsgård plays his father in the flashbacks. Sebastian Stan is the sheriff, and Robert Pattinson is the evil preacher. So we have got in one movie, Spider-Man, the Winter Soldier, and Batman, Batman and it. Guys, yeah, think about that. Is that who Pennywise was? Hmm? That's who Penny? Bill Skarsgård? That's the one who played Pennywise? I don't know. He's one of the Skarsgårds. I don't know which one. Is, that, uh, is he the one that played Pennywise? Yes, it is. All right. Skarsgård. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I went like 35 years of my life never having heard of the name Skarsgård. And then they're everywhere. Yeah, now I can't get away from it. <laughs> they're like Hemsworths. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. God, the world was infested with Baldwins. Now it's Skarsgårds and Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates' father passed away. Bill Gates oh. uh, Sr. was... Very well, you can imagine, you know, Bill Gates is what in his 60s. So, Bill, Bill Gates, uh, senior who Bill Gates has always pointed to as like his hero in life is Bill Sr., uh, but passed away at a very advanced age. When Saturday Night Live starts up, uh, this season, the cat, all the cast is returning 
for the new season. The cast from last season is back. So everybody that was on last season is back for the new season, and they'll also be doing it from back in the studio, it sounds like. Huh. Is anybody into Saturday Night Live? I've gone through peaks and valleys where, I, mm-hmm. where I'm very much into it, and then when I don't watch... We'll watch it the next day. Like on Sundays, we'll be flipping through Hulu, and it'll be available, and we'll we'll check it out. Oh, I DVR it. So, I mean, I'm enough into it. And I think it... Like these seasons have been really good. I think it just if the if the host is someone I want to see. Like when Eddie Murphy was on, I watched it. When the weekend was the guest, I watched it. When so like if it's someone that I'm interested in, I'll watch it. Cappy, but I, I don't know you watch it all the time. You you have been a Saturday Night Live fan yes. through your life. I don't know if you're you're on the SNL bandwagon right now or not. So I watch it, but I mean, I'm not, it's not must-see TV for me. Let's put it that way. I will watch it when it's on. I sometimes forget it's now on, uh, you know, in primetime versus uh, 10.30 like I was used to, which I guess is now the replay of the show. Wait, what do they, but, do they start at I like mean, at 9 now or something on Saturdays? I think it's because it's technically live. They don't tape delay it anymore. Yeah, but it used to come on at 10.30. It used to come on That's after right. the local news. I don't know, but must-see TV's Cobra Kai, right, Steve? <laughs> Oh, the greatest. I love that. That show is is terrific. Hey, right, Joanna? Terrific. That's a great show. <laughs> Cappy, I told this yes. to Brandon. Brandon agrees with me. Do I? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Like, the <laughs> acting is, like, real. Oh, yeah. oh it's super hokey. Like, super after school special level acting. And I'm talking about the kid actors. And I'm talking about uh, Billy Babka and uh, Ralph Macchio. It's like, William. everybody. Oh, is it William Babka now? I believe so. He's not oh, a karate kid anymore. He's a, he's a karate man. Billy Babka. <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. Well, they actually, it's it's William Zabka. Oh, not but not Babka. Zabka. Zabka. Right. There you go. It's William Zabka. Did you ever watch um, How I Met Your Mother? Because I really think that that's the show that sparked this whole Cobra Kai resurgence. Oh, they did a big deal with William Zabka and Ralph Macchio um, near the last, uh, they one did. Of the last seasons of How I Met Your Mother. And oh, yeah. they were both there. And that kind of brought them back into uh, the spotlight. And then a couple of years later comes, um, you know, Cobra Kai. So I think that that show did a lot of getting them back, uh, you know, into the spotlight. They had a Karate Kid episode of the Goldbergs. Joanna, do you remember that? Do you remember who yeah. showed up from the movie? It wasn't Ralph Macchio. No. It was John Kreese, the sensei at I can't uh, Cobra that Kai. Episode. You're a you're a Goldbergs fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what show that you and I like? And Nico just discovered it a couple weeks ago, and he loves it. He's watched like almost all. Blue <laughs> no, he's he got he is trying to get me into Blue Bloods. Superstore. Yeah, Superstore. Uh, yeah. Nico found out about Superstore, and he thinks great. Superstore is just fantastic, which it is. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you you'll you'll watch Saturday Night Live, but just if it happens to be on. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me see. We got a few moments here. Let me hear your opinions on guacamole day, guys. Love because it. today is guacamole Love day. Love it. Amole. Guacamole. All right. Steve has Peel a brother. Avocado. He does I want to talk about brother. Steve's brother, okay. Matt, who's allergic Why, to bro? guacamole. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know about Matt's guacamole allergy? I bet he doesn't. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding? With him. Of course I know he's allergic to Dog guacamole. So is brothers. Well, it, yeah. is avocados or anything? Avocados. Avocados? Avocados. <laughs> wow. What the hell is wrong with you people? What's wrong with you? Wrong with you? Avocado. 
So Go on with your avocado story. If he orders something, he'll tell the server, hey, no, no avocados. Mm-hmm. Did I do it right that time? Sure. How are you? How am I saying it different than the way you're saying? Say it? avocado. Avocado. Nope. <laughs> avocado. 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 <laughs> what? Now you say it. Avocado. Avocado. There you go. So you're saying it's a, an ah sound. An ah. Avocado. Yeah, it's not like Wingardium Leviosa. It's not guacamole. It's guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, I used to get made of because I said guacamole. I used to say guacamole. Guacamole. Lay. So. If, if they bring something out and they forget and they put the avocado on it, mm-hmm. there you <laughs> or, go. The, oh or the guacamole, See. He, he can't eat it. He sends sure. it back. He can't just pick it off. Right, Steve? Right. That's correct. That is correct. It's so now it's gotten out. to the point where we're, we'll be eating. Uh, Matt, uh, Steve's brother, is like my best friend, so we'll be eating and he'll say, hey, and uh, hold the avocado. Uh-huh. And I'll jump in like I'm his wife, and it's like, no, seriously, don't bring it out because he'll get high and his throat closes up. No, listen, be very serious about this. Make sure else the entire plate's going to be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Avocado. Am I saying it right? That's yes. better. All right. All right. It's uh, almost into showtime, but it is National Guacamole Day. Today is also National Step Family Day, so with all kinds of blended families and you know mixed families, uh, step families are probably as much are as common as as you know the traditional non-step family mm-hmm. day. So I just want to draw attention to National Step Family Day today.